All righty, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Modern Counterculture. Uh, I'm Bo Boatman. Um, here we are at our second episode. Um, we're going to go ahead and just get started right away with, we're going to start with a bang, I should say. Um, we've got some interesting stuff to talk about today, and I've got a guest with me. So um, I'll just go ahead and preface this out, um, talking a little bit about academia and higher education. Um, as many of us know, academia and universities, colleges, tend to be hubs for liberal ideas, um, liberal rhetoric, um, and almost a, a coddling of these ideas. Um, they often cater to these beliefs because of the professors, the students. Um, they tend to be uh, more left-leaning in their uh, proclivities due to the fact that they're in that this sort of realm of higher education and thinking of these new ideas, these new progressive, uh, fresh ideas, if you want to quote-unquote that. Um, and it's to the point where even Florida is not immune to this um, progressive, we'll call it a festa infestation. Um, and we've seen that even here on our campus a little bit with um, one of the students, specifically with the one that's with me today, uh, Matthew Bogan. Um, so I'll just go, go ahead and let him introduce himself. Um, just talk a little bit about, you know, what you got going on, what you do on campus. Uh, so I'll leave it to you. All right. Well, thank you for having me on here, Bo. Uh, my name is Matt Bogan. I am the proud president of College Conservatives, but I'm also the president of Chabad. And I've also been very involved throughout my time at Florida Gulf Coast University over the past two years. Um, a little bit about me. I'm 20 years old. I will be graduating with my bachelor's in science and business management uh, come next month, this December. So I'll be graduating fairly young in two years. Um, I've done a ton of credits, lots of classes while being super busy, while working full time. So it's pretty interesting um, how this has all come about. I've been very active on campus. I started off being president of Osprey Hall Area Council, which was the dorm building. That was my freshman year, a little adventure, turned into me becoming a senator for the College of Business and Student Government, um, and then led me into a lot more. I was named Champion of the Year in 2021 for Southwest Florida Best Buddies, which is a international nonprofit that deals with individuals with, individuals with uh, IDDs, so individuals with development, intellectual and developmental disabilities. Mm -hmm. And I've done a lot with them and very active. Um, I love to help people, lots of nonprofits, yeah. um, and I've done a lot in our community. Yeah, I mean, to some degree, if you kind of look at your, I would argue that um, just looking at what you've done in, you know, within your community and your space, like you're a prime example for a studious and an involved and a driven college student. You know, you're on campus, you're involved in these clubs, you're a president, you, 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 you get out there and you, you're involved in, in volunteering you're being active, um, and yet to some degree, that hasn't protected you in any in any sense, I would say. No, it hasn't. And the craziest part is, too, is I've had over my last two years, I've had over 900 service learning hours um, to date, which is a little bit crazy because most students barely even hit the 80-hour mark over four years. So I think, you know, having over 900 hours, that just shows how active I've been in our community volunteering, not paid. Um, but, you know, unfortunately... Um, that has not protected me at all of how involved I've been. I mean, I'll be graduating um, the top 5% of my class, um, as I mentioned, two years early, being in the Honors College, um, and I think that's a great accomplishment at this age. 
Um, I've been, I was a legislative intern in the Florida House of Representatives the past, uh, this past January through April. So I learned a ton up there as well in Tallahassee at our Capitol. And then after that, I was hired as the youngest legislative aide in the Florida House of Representatives. So I do that full time. So I've definitely taken on a lot of different uh, tasks. I run, I own a marketing company that serves over 75 businesses in uh, across the country, primarily New York, New Jersey market. Um, so I've, I've done so much. And unfortunately, um, the school was not a fan of that. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was selected to host this Instagram account, We Are FGCU. It's a student-ran account, um, which has been active now uh, for the past eight years. Um, it has over 9,700 9, followers, and it's really a great place for alumni, community members, and current students and prospective students to really see what's happening on campus, what are people involved in. Um, so you do a week takeover, and you post about your campus involvement, what you're up to today, uh, life, you know, a day in your life. What's a day in your life like? Um, so it was really cool. I got selected to do this um, uh, last week and or two weeks ago now, and I got to run this account. I was posting. I was actually at a conference in New York City for my Chabad RSO, so it was very cool. We took 14 students to New York City um, for a conference of 1,500 students, And I got to post about that on the account, um, on the stories. So as we know, on Instagram, there's posts and stories. So on the stories, I was really highlighting um, the day at the conference, you know, running around New York City, what we're doing. And people really loved that. I got such great feedback. Mm -hmm. And then it came to me posting about my involvements on campus. And I did it chronologically. So I started off as president of my dorm building, then joining student government, being champion of the year. And then all the issues, you know, I was, I've also been an honors college mentor, So I mentored six students in the Honors College, um, and I've also been a university ambassador representing FGCU at a, a multitude of events. So I had all of these, posting them chronologically, and the, the issue happened when I posted about college conservatives. Mm -hmm. I posted about college conservatives. There was a picture of our executive board tabling at FGCU, which was an approved event by the university, um, which the school freaked out about. Yeah. They did not want that. They were not a fan of it. They did not want anything political. That was post number one. Post number two was CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference that the, that the um, college conservatives attended this past February, 10 students, which was approved by and funded by the university. Yeah. Um, and they were coming after me that there should be no nothing political on that page. But the really interesting thing to me was we're going to say there's nothing political And there was a complaint filed against um, the page and, you know, what was happening with college conservatives because there was people that were outraged that I was able to post about the club that I'm president of. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I saw underneath the, the post, like immediately after it was posted, you had people commenting on there accusing you of just awful, terrible things, calling you a homophobe, hating black people. Oh, there's no there's no black people in your club. Oh, you, you, you think you believe in a fascist. You, you love fascism, blah, 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 blah. It, it was just, it, it, was, it, was, it was to some degree funny just seeing just how in every, everybody got so livid just so suddenly with this. They did, and it's sad that that's, that that's the country we're living in right now, that people don't respect differences. And I think it's so important that we respect everyone's opinions, no matter if you're left-leaning or right-leaning. I mean, I love to 
talk to individuals that have different ideologies than me. I want to hear what's their ideas, what are, what's going on. Um, and never would I start calling them names that are untrue um, because, I, you know, it's, it's horrible, some of the comments that people were making, not only about me, but about our members, um, especially, you know, there was a few people targeting um, the girls that are on our executive board, which was absolutely wrong. Yeah, I saw it. It was vile. It was disgusting what it people was, were doing. Yeah, it was. And um, th- those, first off, totally broke university uh, policy by commenting that. Um, cursing is not allowed to be on the school page. Um, and, you know, they're using profanity and very immature things. And that should have never been allowed in the first place. Um, but, you know, we, we, we did not engage. Uh, members of my, of the College Conservatives did not engage with them, yep. um, which was the right thing to do. There I, was, yeah, I was going to say, I think with the, the initial response to that, all of that vitriol, I think was very solid on your end. I think you were very good with... Um, with not responding, or if you did respond, it was just from the official account saying we apo- like we apologize that you yep. don't we share these beliefs and everything. We believe in free speech, and we want to make sure that there's opinions on both sides that can can be heard. You didn't say anything that to to defame or to to, you know, to make fun of anybody. You were just being really kind, really just straightforward, and just treating it very classy. And none of the other concerns college conservative members went on there said anything you had some people yeah. that were not related go on there and say some things but that's on them you know exactly so. and that and that's the biggest thing that i think really happened it got very out of hand um in the comment section and i my post was completely positive and if you look the posts have been reinstated a few of them um because of how they were positive and they did not break university policy um, the university did not even have the decency to contact me to take down the posts. They blocked me out of the account. They locked me out. They were um, I had calls from people saying, why am I removed as a follower or blocked? And these are conservatives that were calling me up saying, Matt, what's going on? I said, well, you know what? I'm locked out of the account too. I can't even get in there. Um, and the next thing you know, I have all my posts that were removed from the page. So you go on there. My bio was removed that said my name, my, where I'm from, what clubs I'm involved in. That was removed. And, and they, the university even removed my post, being an honors college mentor, highlighting being a champion of those with disabilities, um, being, you know, being president of Osprey Hall. Nothing that had anything to do political. They removed it. Yeah. And that was kind of the issue of, okay, well, what's going on? Why are all my posts removed? And the next thing you know, I mean, I got an email saying that, this, the general counsel of the school would like to talk to you. Oh. Um, which, I mean, okay, talk to me. And at 7 o'clock at night, um, I had the associate general counsel call me and basically say, we took down your posts because you posted with your about your conservative club. And I said, well, is there anything in university policy that states you can't post about the college conservatives, an active RSO? And... Um, he said, oh, no, there's nothing political to be allowed on that page. So I was kind of outraged. Um, but, you know, of course, I'm not going to take that publicly. And I said, well, what other people did it. Oh, no, no one else ever did that. Uh, no, they did. Yeah. Um, and I knew this was going to happen. So the previous college conservative president posted the exact same post that I did back in February. Really? They, she you, did. You had planned this out. I, I planned it out. I did plan it out because, you know, I this school has a tendency of targeting conservative students. And I said, you know what? I'm going to cover my butt and I'm going to make sure 
that I post the same things that were posted by the previous president, including the same photos. So there was even photos. There was a picture of myself um, and a, a U.S. senator and our old vice president of college conservatives that was posted back in February on the account. I posted the exact same photo. It was flagged this time around. <laughs> and I said, well, all right, you know, let them flag it, whatever. And it's crazy how they just kept on, you know, they sent me a document 23 pages long of flagged photos that I posted. Um, there was a picture of myself with a U.S. representative and a, members of the College Conservatives at CPAC. There was actually a, a photo of myself in, in the Collier County Sheriff that they flagged. There was a picture of me and a school board member that they flagged. Um, so it's crazy that, you know, that not only are they removing pictures of myself and elected representatives, but they're even removing a, a photo of me and the sheriff, um, which yeah. I, I found crazy. Like, how is that political? You standing next to a, like a sheriff. I, I, I don't understand that. It, I, make, it made no sense to me. But, you know, let them do their due process. Let them review the account. And then um, about, say, 90% of the photos reappeared, um, like two days later. So, you know, they, they wanted to silence me. It was election day. So they didn't want my post being up saying, oh, here's a college conservative president. He's posting on this account. Um, which ultimately, I, I was not swaying anyone to vote a certain way. I was highlighting my activities just like everyone else did. Yeah. The YDSA, the Young Democratic Socialists of America, I think they have every right who, you know, Francis Elmore was the one that was running the account at the time. He had every right to post about being in YDSA. Yeah. He had every right. Yeah. Um, and there was nothing wrong with that. You didn't see any college member of the college conservatives complaining on his post. Why is there a YDSA post? Absolutely not. You know, he has the right. He's in that club. That's impacted his educational experience. He should be able to post about that, just like I should be able to post about college conservatives. There's nothing in the wrong there. Yeah. I mean, like you look at the post and it's like he has every right to post about it because he's involved in that club and that club gets him involved on campus and gets him involved with other students. And, and it's a passion that he has and he can, he's free to post about it. You know, we may not have, we may not have people that agree or there's people out there who, who not don't share the same stances, but we... We don't go on there and say, well, why is there a YDSA post, like you said? Um, and, and I was going to comment on this. He was standing next to a Bernie um, – I think it was like a, a – Bernie cutout. Sanders cutout. Bernie, yeah. Bernie Sanders cutout. Like is that endorsement of any sort? If, if we're going to take that into consideration. like, <laughs> But I mean once again, like he has every right to post that stuff. And I, I, I am happy that he posts that stuff just as I'm happy for you being able to post what you post on there. But it's interesting to see how – we're being targeted in this situation. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. Um, and, you know, the only thing that I wish, I mean, if the school called me up, if someone from the university marketing communications team that handles the account called me up and said, hey, Matt, do you mind just not post about college conservatives today and wait until after the election? I would have said, sure. I mean, that's fine. Um, the issue is here is that they removed all the posts, not just the conservative college conservatives posts, but removed all the posts and had a lawyer go after me, not even someone from the university could call me, which why are you going to have a lawyer call a student, um, which I was taking it as, do they want me to be scared that a lawyer is contacting me? <laughs> um, which, okay, I'll, I'll talk to the attorney. I deal with lawyers all the, all the time in my daily life, in my job. Um, you know, so it was kind of unfortunate how the entire situation came out. Um, but, you know, my plan was just to, you know, be silent, whatever, let the process play out. But the pro problem was, was the school said, okay, we're, we're going to need time to review this and no further communication. So, okay, what's going to happen? College Conservative Executive Board made a statement the next day after the posts were removed. 
um, just saying that they believe in free speech and everyone should be able to highlight their club experiences. And um, I emailed the board of trustees, explained the problem of why did this happen. Never, no one from the school contacted me in administration. Of course, no response. <laughs> um, but okay, whatever. That's the bureaucracy of our school. And, you know, I was highlighting the most amazing things that I've been involved in at this school. And the school has really done a lot for me. Um, and I've made a great impact on the school. I've done a, been president of multiple clubs, done a lot, served into presidents in multiple roles, um, and represented the school very well as a legislative intern for the school up in the capital. So for them to attack me was kind of, you know, weird that they would come after me so hard by posting a college conservatives post. Um, so next thing you know, I mean, the college conservatives made a statement. It got a lot of, um, you know, public viewing. A lot of people saw it. And after that, the post reappeared um, that night. Only some, though, uh, excluding the seatback post and, you know, the college conservative post. Um, so I wrote back to the attorney and said, what did the review find? And the review found that there was posts that showed that there was partisan activity at political events. I didn't know that you're allowed, not allowed to post a picture with an FGCU alumni who's now a representative because it was taken at an event that was not even political. So, you know, they're making assumptions. But, okay, so I asked them, questioned them, and next thing you know, the post was back up. The CPAC post was put back up. So it just shows right there that it was not breaking any policy. Um, they bended to the liberal left, and they, you know, they, they're loud. So they said, you know what, we don't want this. We're going to tape down the post. Um, which I don't agree with. If they had an issue, they should have come to me nicely, communicated with me and said, listen, can we take this down? We don't want this. You know, talk to me instead of just removing posts and blocking me out of the account and locking me out. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was right. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times these universities are so quick to jump on the other side and they expect uh, the conservative side to be sort of just bend because in all reality, we are more pliable, I would say, than the left is. They're more willing to jump on something and call it out and get rid of it immediately. Um, and what I really liked how you handled this issue or how I I would say what is really interesting to see in, in your situation um, is how you didn't allow that to sort of sort of motivate you you didn't you weren't pliable you were you didn't bend down <laughs> you just got in their face and was like well what what is this about you know you, yeah. you went in and were just straightforward with them and be like well how is this tr true how, how why is it that my posts are taken down like why am i having to go through this um and i think that is what really led to these posts getting back up was you being active and, and actually taking initiative and being like hey this is wrong and i want you to show that this is this is not the way to do things you know and then they go and and they immediately restored access and they immediately put those posts back up yeah and if i and if i didn't speak out i don't think those posts would have been put back up um and what i told the university and i told people is i'm not going to be silenced because i'm president of college conservatives you know i had so many other amazing things i highlighted um why are we going to silence me completely because i posted about being in college conservatives um, and to this day, I really have still gotten no response from the board of trustees. I haven't gotten a response from everyone. You know, the post put back up, no apology, no nothing. 
Um, I'll tell you, I've read the social media policy, FGCU policy 5.001. I know it pretty well and, you know, in and out now. And I will tell you, I did not break any rules. Um, I will tell you the rules that I signed in agreement of taking over that account. I followed all the rules. I did not break any of the rules. Um, And that's what I came to them is, can you show me policy of where it states I cannot post about a specific club? Mm -hmm. And they can't show me anything. Um, And then, you know, that's why I was back. I said, can you show me where it says that a a conference that was paid for, approved and funded by the university is not allowed to be highlighted on this page? Oh, there's no policy that says that. Okay, so then why is it taken down? Uh, You get no answer. Yep. Um, And I think that's why, you know, they're, they're so quick just to remove and come after people. But a lot of students are not willing to speak up. A lot of students are imitated and scared. Um, And I'm not scared, you know, come talk to me um, and I I will do what's right. In this situation, I was right. I followed the policy. I followed the rules. So the post should have been allowed up. It's different if I was endorsing a candidate or if I was saying, go out and vote for this person today. That's not what happened at all. Um, And I think that's where the situation could have been a lot, uh, been handled better on the university standpoint. So at this point, you know, I, I went to go speak with the university president, Mike Martin, and he was not too thrilled about my posts at all or my emails. Um, but, you know, OK, <laughs> he's not happy that I sent an email saying the university silenced me um, because it's true. You know, it's not facts. The crazy part is, is that there was a post posted back in uh, July, I believe, um, when a member of the Young Democratic Socialists of America had it. And they actually posted a video at a protest, um, a reproduction rights protest, holding a sign, and the sign was posted on the account on the Instagram story, saying, Nikki Freed is my governor. And what I found crazy is is that we're allowing that, and Nikki Freed is not our governor. So I think that's spreading misinformation. Yeah, that sounds like an endorsement to to me, to some degree, you know, like... I mean, they were so quick to jump on you standing next to a congressman or, or something like that. Well, there's a sign that's straight up endorsing Nikki Freed or, or just stating that she is the governor when, when that's not true. So obviously then it's someone supporting this candidate and there's a clear image of it. So it's like, well, well where's the outrage for that or where's the, 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 the swift action with that on the part of the university? You know, and they're not going to they're not going to go after um, a student that's a part of the YDSA. Um, you know that they haven't done that. We haven't seen anything. And at the end of the day, what I said is that everyone should have the right to post. Um, that's in line with FGCU policy. I will say that posting a picture that's saying Nikki Freed is my governor, that's spreading misinformation because Nikki Freed is not the governor of the state of Florida. Um, so that that would be considered misinformation. But um, if someone posted that Ron DeSantis is our governor. Um, I would say that that, that should be allowed. Yeah. Um, that's not an endorsement. That is saying that Ron DeSantis is our governor. He yeah, is the governor. He's yeah. our elected official. Um, so I, I don't really see anything wrong with that. Was I going to start posting signs and saying, vote for Ron DeSantis, vote for Ron DeSantis? I never posted anything that said vote for Ron DeSantis. Um, and, you know, I know what's appropriate and I know it isn't. And I, I took the right steps. Um, so it's unfortunate this is how the university handled it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think really this whole situation is indicative of a larger issue at hand within universities and academia itself. Um, and I think we as conservatives or I wouldn't say I don't want to lob everybody into conservatives, but we'll say free thinking people. I think 
we have a responsibility to hold these groups accountable, hold the organizations accountable, and say, hey, this is right, this is wrong. Uh, we don't want to bend a knee to this, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and I think if we really do make the effort, the same effort that progressives do, I think we'll, we, we will get some actual, you know, progress in that regard. I really do think we will, so. Yeah, and I mean, if you look, if you look at people like AOC, I mean, she ran a grassroots organization that was loud, and she won. Um, and the conservatives are not being loud. You know, a lot of them, especially on college campuses, are saying, ah, it's all right, we're just going to sit back and relax. Um, but that's not the way to do it. We have to be loud. We have to be active, not saying we're going to start protesting everything. That's not what I mean by being loud. By being loud, I mean saying that, you know, we are proud to, to be a conservative on a college campus. Um, and, you know, when people know, I get a lot of looks. I get a lot of dirty looks yeah. <laughs> on campus saying, oh, there's the president of college conservatives. Um, but at the end of the day, it's what, what have we ever done on campus to go against anyone? We haven't. We've been inclusive of everyone. And the comment, you know, talking about misinformation is there was a comment recently made on a post saying that um, people in the college conservatives are racist. It's a racist organization and they have all white people, which fact check, that's wrong. We yeah. have members that are people of color. And if you actually look, we have more members that are people of color in the college conservatives than the Young Democratic Socialists of America yeah. Club does. Funny, funny how the, 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 we have white progressives telling us that, <laughs> that, that we don't have enough inclusivity on our, on our posts. And I mean, this is a different club, but like we look at the Turning Point Club on campus, they had an African-American president for some time who ran the club. They have. And, you know, to them that they don't want to see it, they want to look past it and say it's predominantly white. Um, but they're, they have more white members than us. And it, I, I don't know why that everything now is turning into race. It really shouldn't be that way, um, which unfortunately, um, you know, some of these clubs are like to target and always talk about, you know, how much of your club is white? How much of your club is black? How much of your club is Hispanic? At the end of the day, everyone is welcomed. We welcome everyone. We have members that are all different religions in the college conservatives. We have people of different races, um, you know, all over. I mean, we have people that identify as the LGBTQ community. Um, we, we don't discriminate. We allow everyone and we welcome everyone's views. So for them to make false accusations against the college conservatives was absolutely wrong. Yeah. I mean, I've been to these club meetings. I've been to a lot of the conservative meetings on campus and it is an environment that allows for anybody to come in and and, and just participate. I mean, I've seen people who are on the left side of the spectrum come in and they they ask questions and we provide answers in a respectful in a, in a compassionate manner. Um, and that's really what every club should be doing. You know, we shouldn't have to be pointing fingers. Oh, you don't have enough of this. Oh, you don't have enough black people. Oh, you don't know, have whatever. Like at the end of the day, we're providing the opportunity for these, these people mm-hmm. to come in. And that's what matters is the equality of opportunity, you know, um, and progressives tend to, you know, conflate that in a different way and make it, Oh, uh, uh, opportunity and outcome. Like, well, we, we, we open the doors for everybody, you know, and we allow people of, any creed or any race or any, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll say, uh, orientation to come in and, yeah. and make their voice heard. And, you know, we want to respect that because at the end of the day, that's what conservative um, 
what we really stand on is freedom of speech and allowing for voices to be heard within the community, I think. Absolutely. I think that's the most important thing is allowing people to, you know, post about their clubs. And that's what it really comes down to is you're not allowing the college conservatives post, but you let the last president post about certain things. And then once this actually came to light, the university turned off commenting on the previous president's post with um, her boss, who's now who's a state representative, um, which was like, why are you now turning off comments on a post that was posted back in February? Yeah, it sounds like they're trying to cover their butt a little bit. Yeah. And um, I mean, the university turned off comments on the post with me, with my highlighting best buddies and being a champion of the year. I mean, why were comments turned off and removed from that from that post yeah um you know and you and you get no answers um at this point it's kind of like i'm done hosting the account my posts are back up i'm happy um but you know it should have never come out like this it should have never been um linked to linked um that what's going on is because i posted about college concern that should have never been an issue mm-hmm. and i remember just to, to add to the comments thing um I remember when we we first got those posts back up and comments were still on, all of the college conservatives flooded that post with positive, you know, statements about how the club has allowed them to learn things and be involved in the community mm-hmm. um, and um, learn new things and get new opportunities to go to places like CPAC. Um, and we, we basically flooded out all of these negative comments in the bottom that told mm-hmm. us that we were racist and, and homophobes and blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And they still went and turned off all of these comments. Yeah, and they turned it off. And at the end of the day, if the university doesn't want the commenting on there, um, then, you know, they shouldn't be they shouldn't be getting rid of the positive comments. When there's positive comments on the post saying how the club and this club itself at the school has helped them grow individually. I think that's what we need to be highlighting because when prospective students are looking at this saying, wow, look at this, so many of their members um, are now interning or got full-time jobs. I mean, we have um, a great story is when we were at the Lincoln-Reagan dinner two years ago, uh, myself and another member were approached by someone that had this idea to start a uh, news media company. And she started off as an intern with him, and now and now she serves as the chief executive officer of the organization. Um, so it's pretty cool how that she got that job. Um, the two past presidents both work now in the state legislature. Um, I currently work in the state legislature. We have a ton of different uh, members getting political jobs. So I think our job as a university is to prepare people for the next world. And I think our club is really helping our members with that by helping them with um, political careers, if they want to work for the Florida House representatives, if they want to work in Congress, if they want to work for a county or municipality, we're able to make those connections with them and bring them in as speakers, bring these individuals in as speakers, say, hey, do you want interns? We would love to send out something to our members saying, you know, your organization um, is looking for interns. And, and we've had such a high success rate with our members getting hired right after graduation. Yeah. And I think that is a testament to the effect that the college conservatives has on um, not only the student body, but I think the political world going forward, um, not just for you know the club itself, but um, how we can be active within the community, what happens when conservatives take an active role in propelling the next generation into these roles, these important roles um, within the political spectrum. Um, and I really think 
that's going to lead into my next question here, which is really like, what are your prospects for this next generation? Where do you see us going or what do you think we need to really do to make sure that um, the next generation, Gen Z and generations <laughs> after are, we'll say, preserved or are, are, um, live in prosperity, would you say? You know, I think the biggest thing is for people to look at um, the future and see what they're able to do and that they can make a positive impact. And I think that's what's really inspired me is saying, you know what, you know, becoming an intern, I, I never really did anything political beforehand. I mean, I worked on a campaign and I would help candidates out with their social media, but nothing major, you know, as little things. And then when I got the opportunity to represent Florida Gulf Coast University in the state legislature as their intern, um, that really opened up a ton of new doors. I met so many um, representatives and senators and lobbyists and lawyers, so many different people that were like, oh, my God, we would love to have you come back up here. So I got a job offer right away um, working for the House, and then I got um, moved to a different office, that I, someone that was in the office suite that I interned in. So, you know, you really make great connections, and then if you do well in it, they're going to want to hire you. Um, and I think that when we look at college campuses – Across the United States, unfortunately, um, freedom of speech is being limited. Um, and, you know, when it comes to freedom of speech, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, they just yell out freedom of speech. I should be able to say whatever I want. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying here is that if you're posting about it RSO, that should be allowed. I'm not saying go say something completely off the rail crazy, um, you know, and, and there's limitations of what you can and can't say. Um, but I do think that letting people express their opinions freely is important um, because at the end of the day, what I said was not harming anyone. It's different if the, there was a comment made that was harming someone or putting someone at risk, but that's not what happened in this case. So I think my biggest advice to to people that are younger and coming in is don't give up. Um, don't let anyone sway you and, and do, you know, do what you think is right. Yeah. And I think with that, with, you know, being, forthright and, and being, um, let's say, unapologetically within your beliefs and, and, and representing them, I think what's also important is having dialogue with people, mm -hmm. even if they don't share those same uh, beliefs with you, you know. Um, and I think that's one of the main issues we have here on campus is that these, uh, a lot of times with the individuals that are within these um, opposing organizations, they don't want to have these conversations. Or, um, they at least they aren't willing to have a, we'll say, a reasonable and respectful conversation. And I think we really need to change that on both sides of the spectrum. I think that that's an issue on the right as well. Is that uh, conservatives tend to be so, you know, high and mighty and and get sort of in within their uh, their viewpoint and be like, oh well, th these are just stupid, you know, liberals and blah 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 blah. And then there's N nothing of any essence comes out of that. You're just spinning things up and you're not facilitating any real necessary conversation out of that. Um, I think that's really something uh, the next generation needs to work on is having conversations. And I think that's the biggest thing. Having conversations is so important. Um, and that's what I always said. I mean, when we're tabling for, you know, any club and people come up and recognize me and say, oh, are you president of college conservatives? I say, yeah. And they might be on the total end of the political spectrum, but I still have a great conversation with them. And a lot of times I get a, wow, thank you for talking with me. That We just had a great conversation. I said, yeah, I mean, I, I love to talk to people. I love to hear different ideas. Um, in no way am I going to look at someone um, 
differently just because they have a different political I- I- viewpoint than me. Um, I think everyone needs to be treated with respect. Um, and, and it's important for everyone to respect people and listen to them and, and have a civil conversation. Yeah. I mean, the whole sort of uh, concept created around this identity politics to where if you believe a certain thing, that's um, indicative of your um, your inherent uh, belief, your inherent personality, who you are as a person, who, your morals. Like if you believe you're um, – if you like Donald Trump's <laughs> policy, then you are a fascist or you are – you are misogynist. You don't like women or if you're on the left um, and you like, let's say, AOC, then you are a freeloader. You um, can't get anything done. Um, you want socialism, you know, um, and I think we – um, as conservatives, or I keep saying conservatives. I think we should. <laughs> I, I want. I don't want to lob people into groups. I think us as the next generation needs mm-hmm. to expand beyond that, and you know, uh, and not be so quick to, you know, draw conclusions about people based on one particular aspect of the life within politics. You know, um, totally agree. Yeah, and it's um, it's an issue that desperately needs to be addressed, especially before the, this next election cycle, I think. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's important um, that everyone should, as I said, everyone should be able to have a say. That was my biggest thing to the university of why are we just not allowing, I mean, what's the problem if people see that a group of students went to CPAC and, you know, I, I talk to people, oh, well, the school doesn't want to show that students went to CPAC. Well, why not? You know, the Young Democratic Socialists show that they went to their Young Democratic Socialist conference in the winter. I mean, conservatives don't look at that as poorly. I think it's great that they're getting involved politically. Um, You know, everyone has different viewpoints and they could come back and have a civil conversation with me and tell me what they learned. And I could tell them what I learned at at CPAC. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we should only allow certain students to go to events. No. Everyone should have an equal say, and everyone should be able to do what's in the right and policy of the university. Um, And luckily, you know, this university has been great over these past two years. I mean, I've never had a problem. I've been so active, so involved, Um, and I'm I'm proud to say that I'm a graduate of FGCU, a soon-to-be graduate. Uh, But it is unfortunate what went down with this whole situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, And... I think, once again, like I said, it's indicative of a larger issue within, you know, universities and um, within the higher, you know, the leadership that's within universities. And um, it's really an interesting question or um, like a uh, really a problem that we have to, to figure out is why is it that universities are leaning the way they are and how can we change that specifically within our community, you know, like what is this, you know, it's, it's, it's great to say, oh, we is, we is, uh, we in the next generation just need to have more conversations. Well, how do we walk that out? You know, Mm -hmm. what do we need to do to facilitate those conversations? Do we need to change leadership? Do we need to just go forward and just talk to people? Like, like what needs to be done? I think it takes someone, um, that is willing to put in the time and effort to make it happen. And I'll tell you, I've put in a lot of time and effort over my past two years here and many different organizations to ensure that um, 
those organizations can run smoothly. Uh, college conservatives, I was, you know, ran for president to allow individuals to have a place where they can learn about politics. And, it's, and not everything's politics, really connecting with community members, doing volunteer opportunities. That was my initiative and my goal of this club, which I'm proud to say that we've done it. Um, we've had the most members than the university has ever had in a college conservatives in their 25 years. We have over 175 active members. Um, and, you know, some people that are a member of our club don't even are not um, so far right leaning. Some of them say, you know what, I'm really just happy to come here and have great conversations with you, even though I may think a little bit differently. And that's perfectly fine. They should be able to allow they, they could come. It's a club. Um, it's a registered student organization on our club. We, we're not telling anyone that they're not welcome. Everyone's welcomed, and we, we, we really appreciate that, that we do have people from all over um, campus come with their viewpoints and their ideas. Yeah. I wanted to touch on something you said uh, at the beginning, um, so, talking about putting in the time and the effort. I think that is so strong nowadays. It's because this generation, I've realized, is so apathetic. It, it, they are so apathetic <laughs> because they, a lot of times people love the idea of things. They like mm -hmm. to idealize. They like to talk about things and think about, you know, oh, how cool would it be if we did this? And then we never really see anything come to see fruition. happen. Yeah. So about that, I'll, I'll touch on that really quickly. Um, CPAC, for example, next year, um, it's going to be held in Washington, D.C., National Harbor. Um, you know, that takes a lot of planning and work when it goes from interest forms to figuring out hotels, how we're going to fund the trip, fundraising. There's so many different aspects of that. And if someone did not take on that role, that wouldn't be able to happen. I mean, I proudly took on that role along with my 30 million other things. Um, because I want to see it happen. I want to see the students be able to experience that just like I did uh, this year. Um, so, you know, I'm taking that on. Hopefully we'll have a great trip in 2023. But, you know, it also talks about, too, I'll, I'll touch briefly on Chabad, which is the, Jew, the Jewish student organization on campus. When I started, first started coming, we, have a, we had about five to ten students. And now we're over 75 students in a year. So I think, you know, I've really grown that. But, the, again, that's putting in the time and effort of how, how to outreach, how to draw people in, plan events. And it doesn't just come in five minutes. It takes time. And you need someone that's really dedicated to it. Um, and, you know, I, I tell people, you know, put your time where, where your passion's at. Um, and I do a lot of things where some people look at me and they go, why are you up until 3 o'clock in the morning working on this? And I go, because I'm really passionate about it and I want it to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm proud to take on a lot of different stuff over my two, two, my two years here. Um, but I think it takes, you know, there's not too many students that are willing to do that. So, you know, I know a lot of students that are at different universities, um, and it shows, and you clearly know who those students are. Yeah, and I think really um, recognizing, you know, the work that's put into these clubs and these organizations, it's really a testament to the people who really, who, you know, organize and, and go through the process of getting those things, uh, you know, getting the RSO taken care of, getting people to come, going out there, tabling, making the effort to actually go out and do something. It really is awesome to see young people with these clubs taking initiative and reaching their next generation, even if people aren't really keen on, um, you know, on really participating. Like, <laughs> I mean, um, like I think it's awesome to see, like, just how, how involved um, – like like Chabad, um, like college conservatives, um, even you know like the the YDSA. You look at all the stuff they post all the time. 
that's one thing that's and I'll give them yeah. credit. They have been very active on our campus, and they've really, they've really, you know, they've outreached to a lot of people. I mean, they put in time and effort, and that does not go unnoticed. And I, I give them credit for how much work they put into it. And I'm not going to sit here and say just because they think differently than me, you know, they're doing a bad job. They're not. They're actually mobilizing people. And I think, you know, people on the opposing side need to realize and say, well, look, you know, they're able to get so many people. How are we going to do that? And the college conservatives has grown hugely um, of, of how much we've recruited people and brought them in. Um, but, you know, I, there's <laughs> thousands of college campuses um, and I think you need to look at uh, different ones. There's some clubs that really thrive at some college campuses and some not so others, but it all depends on who's in charge and the leadership. Yeah, and I think that's what's really about finding people, young people who actually give a crap, you know, who want, <laughs> who, 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 who want to go and yeah. actually do something, you know. Uh, and I think that's one area where people on the conservative side of things tend to falter is that mm -hmm. you know they're conservative and they like you know they like Ron DeSantis they like you know strong economy and that's about the extent of their political involvement yeah. you know oh I just like it and it was cool and then we we never see anything come out of that they'll just check a mark on their ballot every two years even if they even show up to vote and that'll be the extent of their involvement within the political discourse and I don't even think it needs to be just political. I think it's any club or organization that you feel passionate about. It's important to get involved. I mean, as I said, Best Buddies that I was involved with, I was treasurer for a year, really increased outreach there, brought students in, um, and then did their whole champion of the year. You know, Together, we were able to raise uh, over $110,000 for Best Buddies Southwest Florida. So it was really great to see how much of a positive impact I played on that. Um, but then again, that took a ton of time and effort. Um, that's not something just... I sign my name and it, it comes. Um, you know, it, it took a lot of outreach. You know, this is the mission of, of the organization. And it's whatever you're passionate about, I think it's important to get involved. Yeah, yeah. That's really, really good. But, um, well, I think we've talked about a lot today and I think we've touched on a lot. I don't know if you want to add anything, uh, any closing thoughts regarding the situation or, or, or what you want to leave for anybody who's listening. Um, I leave that to you. If you're, if you're all good, um, I can just close us out. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll just I'll just close and say, you know, um, get involved with what you believe in. Um, even when it comes to a job, you're, you know, what do they always say? You're, you want to go to a job where it doesn't feel like work. Um, I've been very lucky with my current boss where when I go to work, it doesn't feel like work. I love it so much. Um, and that is, it holds true for anything in life that you do, whether it's an organization, a sport, um, political, uh, being a political activist, you know, getting out there, um, do what you believe in. Your heart will guide you to the right place. Um, and I think everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I thank you so much, Matt, for coming on to the show and just, you know, being open about the situation and willing to talk about it and, you know, provide some encouragement for the listeners. Um, I know there's probably a lot of people in college conservatives who's going to listen to this yeah. and are going to be, uh, and really encouraged to see their president, you know, taking the effort and, and showing initiative in, you know, addressing issues on campus and being a good president, I would say. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So um, anyway, um, I want to kind of do something I do with all with these podcasts. Um, so um, like you, you probably know, I'm a Christian and I, I 
really believe that the whole reason I'm doing this podcast is because God has given me a platform to do it, and I really want to show him, you know, uh, respect within that. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and pray. If you want to yeah. join in prayer or anything, I know you, you're involved with Chabad. <laughs> so uh, if you want to add anything on after I'm done, you can go ahead and do it. So, dear Heavenly Father, uh, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the for allowing us both to wake up today feeling fresh and energized and uh, ready for the day. Um, I thank you for everything you're doing on this campus, Father. I thank you that you are constantly within the minds of the the uh, student body on campus, that you're making an active effort on here, Father. And I thank you for providing me the space to talk with Matt about these issues. Um, I know it's a tough situation, Father, and I know there there is some, some negative emotions there, but I ask that you would just... Um, calm things down, Father. I ask that you would just create a, a peace, Father, within um, people on both sides, and that this situation could end amicably, and that uh, it could be a demonstration of how young people can have a good effect on the community. So I ask that you would just continue to minister to me, uh, minister to Matt at this time, um, and uh, just thank you for this day, Father. Uh, if you have anything to add. Amen. Thank you. Amen, yeah. Yeah, well, um, well, thank you so much, Bo, for having me on. It was great to talk. Yeah. Um, if anyone has any questions, you can feel free to reach out to me. My Instagram's at MatthewBoganFL. Uh, DM me if you have any questions. Awesome. All right. Well, um, I guess that means that's it for us. So um, this, I'm Bo Bobin, and uh, this has been The Modern Counterculture. <laughs>